is up everybody this is judith i hope you're listening to mad love i recognize that some people might think i came in hot with that britney griner take but you know i'm glad she's home but seriously it should have never happened don't go to other countries with drugs and i read so many comments where people are like what about her constitutional rights russia doesn't have the american constitution it's russia They have their own constitution, especially if you can be a political prisoner. Come on, use your brain. And I don't want to be too hard on her, but come on, seriously. And I hope she's forever changed and a better person from this. Because, you know, for all the stuff people complain about in America, you do not want to be a prisoner in Russia. I say that all the time, especially black people who think it's fun to just be like, America ain't got its shit to get America racism. Okay, you want to see some real racism? Be a a lesbian basketball player in a Russian gulag. Seriously, sometimes we just go overboard. Americans, we even the ones who feel slighted and left out uh, are having a better life in America than they would in a lot of other places. And I don't absolve America of its issues when I say that. It's problematic, but it's still home. And you'd rather be here than almost anywhere else. I guarantee. I guarantee it. (laughs) You know, there are places in the world right now that uh, you think is hostile here. At least, you know, you can go someplace and find other people like you, you know. And a lot of the stuff here, I know the history. I've read history. I've went to historically black college. Every class is a black history class. I know racism exists. I'm not denying it. It it, it does exist. It's not everywhere that people see it. Um, but it does exist and I get that. But a lot of what we deal with now is classism. You guys think about it. There are things that happen and you assume it's happening to you because you may be a person of color. But sometimes it's happening to you because they think you're poor. And America has a really bad habit of conflating black and poor. The media is horrible at it. I guarantee you, uh, if someone gets on TV and says the word poor, you have an image of a black person in your mind. Well, listen, I'm here to tell you, and I've told you consistently in this podcast, all black people are not poor and all poor people are not black. I know some very well off, generationally well off black people. Um, so, you know, and that's not to say they're the majority, but they're the majority of the people I know. I know some people who are doing really well and they're not poor. And that's why I think this country gets it wrong a lot because they want you to stay mad about race. Because if you really would focus on class, you'd really get infuriated. Because it's 99, 99% is much bigger than the 1%. You know, there's so much going on. And there are people who are doing really well, right? There are, of all races, they, they are. But when we get down to some of these medical crises that are coming with these boomers retiring... And these boomers hitting in their 70s and 80s and they start getting memory issues and they start needing care. And then they've left so many jobs behind. I mean, the economy is really about to take a huge hit because there's not going to be enough people physically to take on their jobs. 
And then on top of that, they're going to they're going to cripple the medical system. You know, because my mom's my mom's oldest child is what, 67 or 68. Those people are now start going to start ticking into their 70s and 80s and they're not all healthy. But it's so many of them. It's going to be fascinating. And I'm just ringing the alarm because you need to start having these tough talks with your parents. If you have parents who are in their 70s or in about to tick into their 80s within the next 10 years, you need to have a plan because some of them will get dementia. And you're going to have to figure out how to cover the cost of this care or you're going to have to move them in. Uh, Dr. Phil had a great show on um, redlining. He had a two-day show, and it was a great topic. But that's another issue that gets uh, lumped in with dementia. Because when we go to sell our parents' houses, they haven't amassed, you know, millions of dollars uh, in in wealth from their home. Because we were redlined in the neighborhoods where the values of the homes didn't skyrocket. Banks have screwed people of color and poor people especially poor people since for the last 200 years because banks have all the power so this is what I'm saying to you I have a neighbor who apparently was able to sell his home and pay the rent here which is not cheap and pay uh, seven I think $7,800 a month for his wife in memory care He's basically shelling out like ten to twelve thousand uh, dollars a month, you know, and because I think I read it's seventy eight hundred dollars a month there, but also you have to add on these services. And he's old, so I'm sure he's not. And he's a nice man, but he is older, much older than I am. And there's no way he is going over there to do all these additional services. So I mean, that's probably ten grand a month. That's insane. And I'm guessing whatever kind of house he was able to sell, it, when they bought their house, uh, it went up, you know, significantly in value. We're probably talking about, at minimum, a million dollar home sale. Well, when you get redlined, which my parents did in the 60s, um, I could sell my mom's house right now and it wouldn't total a year of memory care. It might be six months of memory care. And that's if I didn't pay it off, right? Because she took, instead of leaving it, she took a second mortgage out on it. Because these predatory people, they they went to these neighborhoods where they saw a bunch of older black people who wanted to stay in their homes at no, you know, no matter what. And they sucked them into these horrible loans. And instead of selling the house and downsizing, she was like, oh, I'll take out this X amount of dollars and I'll be able to fix it up and stay here forever, you know, not noticing that the neighborhood was just going to hell. It was dangerous and uh, unsafe for a lot of people, but especially for someone who's elderly, alone, and has cognitive decline. So, you know, the everything eventually comes back to dementia. <laughs> so it's like, so now... Our families like mine, we can't sell our house and expect to make all this money to be able to put her in memory care. Unlike my neighbor who, you know, he can. And I I don't know him well enough, but I was 
tempted to be like, what the hell did you do for a living? Like, how the hell? Like, seriously, what did, where was your house? Because, you know, in St. Louis, which is still a very segregated place, and it has only become more segregated because of um, class, you know, class issues are huge in St. Louis and also race issues. So I do believe what started off completely as racism is now, you know, racism mixed with classism because you will find black faces in all parts of town, you know, and newsflash, they don't want you moving into their neighborhoods either. Not because you're black, not because they don't want to be the only one, but because you're possibly poor. (laughs) And let's be honest, some poor people have a whole different value system, uh, morals, character, you know, they, they just, they're different. And uh, the codes they live by are different. And they have no problem shooting you up and robbing you or whatever. And to not acknowledge that is silly. I'm not making things up. I know. I'm not speaking speaking from my imagination or trying to offend black people because I think I know something. This is factual. I see it every day. And there is a um, just a code of ethics that people who have money have and that's not to say they're all ethical but they live their lives a way that poor people don't and so a lot of times if you're poor and you happen to be black you're going to have a mentality that does not match um, a zip code that has money you won't know how to act because you never had money and you're cool with robbing people and stealing for what you want somebody had their Christmas uh, I think the nativity scene stolen (laughs) I mean, who steals the nativity scene? Like, what are we... At this point, it's like, what are we trying to prove? Catalytic converters are being stolen at epic rates. People are just carjacking. I don't understand people who leave their car keys in the car when they get gas. But that's happening quite a bit. And it's happening all over. So one thing you'll hear about St. Louis is, it's the city. The city is bad. The county's safe. That's not true. This is a a region that is full of crime, the whole region. So you need to keep your head on a swivel, keep your keys in your hand at all times, lock your vehicles, do not create your, make yourself a target. Do not create an easy opportunity for someone to jack you, you know? So anyway, I can't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, and so it's those, those kind of issues that we have, you know, when you were a middle-class kid and you go to sell your house to cover dementia care, the money's not there. It might be enough for maybe a year for home health, but I want to be like everybody else. I want to put my person in a, in a facility where they'll get 24-hour care, and I want to manage that. I want my life back, you know, and it's just like, what are we going to do? And if I'm grappling with it, and I have a good life. I'm doing good for me. I'm not doing good to be able to pay $7,800 a month. Not yet, anyway. I feel confident that I will be at some point. You know, because I'm not, I'm just not some regular working class Joe. I have a lot of things going for me and a lot of businesses. And when I get time to run them, I'm very successful. So, and I'm not bragging. I work very, very hard. And I suggest if you're younger and you're listening to to this, do not settle on just being an employee somewhere. You can't. 
you have to have multiple income streams. Things are only going to get more expensive. Even if they tame this inflation down, it's not like you're, you know, you're going to be able to go get a a nice house for $25,000. Things are not ever going to be cheap like they were when when my parents bought their house. They bought their house for $13,000. You know, that's never going to happen. And it was a decent house in a decent neighborhood. So, you know, make money. This all, and stop stealing and robbing and glorifying prison. There's nothing fun about prison. There's nothing fun about losing your freedom. And I don't want to hear some speech about black people ain't really free. Yes, we are. And if you want to feel not free, go spend some time in a jail or a prison and you'll see. Because if you can walk out, that means you're free. It's nothing glamorous about that life. There's nothing glamorous about dying at 16. It's nothing glamorous about going to prison for the rest of your life. You know, uh, just snap out of that line of thinking. And I know those people probably don't listen to this podcast, but um, it's something that we should be aware of because the people who do listen to this podcast, we don't know people like that, but they're out there. And they need our help because I, I don't even have kids and I feel like I'm letting them down because I did not grow up in a world where a woman had to be a porn star to be in the music industry. I didn't, you know, and I didn't grow up in a world where all the boys wanted to go to prison or die, where everybody had a gun and everybody was perpetually offended all the time. It's just we have really need to change. The, we really need to change the narrative. Because the human experience is this amazing thing and we're just shitting on it. You know, God did not design us to just be shot down in the street like dogs and rob each other and mistreat each other and call each other horrible names but pretend we love each other. Like, we just need to have a come to Jesus moment. Whatever that looks like collectively. And just be better humans. I don't know. I had a good year. I know it's hard to tell from this podcast. <laughs> I mean, dementia dominated it, but it was a good year. I got a lot done uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And I'm looking forward to 2023. I'm looking forward to celebrating more wins with you guys. Please sit down and write down the things that you did well and accomplished in 2023, uh, 2022, and what you expect to accomplish in 2023. Who are we going to be in 2023? I think it's a valid question. And I'm excited to to hear the answers. And I'm still doing my show, you guys. I got to get it together. But I do want to do a a show asking women, uh, you know, was there ever a time in your life or what was the pressure like to be pleasing when you didn't want to be, but you knew you were supposed to be because you were female? One of my friends from college, she really said it a long time ago. She said it so eloquently. She was like, just because you have ovaries, that does not make you sensitive or maternal. And it's so true because the assumption is that women are, we're kinder and we're gentler. And sometimes we are, but some of us really don't always want to be pleasing. There comes a point in your life where you're like, you know what? I want to do what I want to do. I want to say what I want to say. And for me, that happened right around 40. (laughs) By age 40, it was like, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And this was like with family, like people who you should do. I don't want to do that. 
you know, you just learn to stand up for yourself at some point. So anyway, I'm going to do that. Uh, I just, every day is an adventure. I never know what, uh, what dementia is going to do, but no excuses. We'll get it done. All right, everybody have an amazing Monday punch this week in the face. Let's go. We're close to Christmas. We're close to the end of the year. Let's go. Let's go. also want to add something I have had some success with cold showers um they're awful I'm not trying to sell them as something fun they're not I'm just telling you they're terrible but they do have some health benefits I I think it gives your body a reset so it hasn't completely gotten rid of my high flashes but I don't have the extreme cold and then have a high flash so I don't have that anymore and the high flashes are much 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 milder and um, I hear it helps with anxiety Uh, it cuts down inflammation I definitely feel better uh, in terms of some of the pain I was having Uh, so yeah they work they work but they are some kind of terrible I'm not going to lie. My water heater has gone out. So the last two days I've been taking cold showers uh, without any warm up. So normally what I was doing is I would start it warm and then I take a, a then I turn it cold. But the last couple of showers have just been all cold and it's all bad. I'm not going to lie. It's miserable. But there's something about that that um, resets your body and sends certain things uh, into action um, that, that weren't, and I don't understand all the science behind it, but if you think about it up until about a hundred years ago, every shower was cold. There was only cold water. So you could heat up some water and put it in a bathtub, but that was work. Um, a lot of people just saw a lake, jumped in the lake, (laughs) you know, uh, or they had a well and they just wiped down with cold water or they had a shower, but it was cold. And I think that, uh, you know, we may be coddled by these high showers. Uh, There's a time to be warm and then there's a time to be cold and cold has healing properties. So it jolts you. Uh, There's no doubt about it. Uh, It's awful, but they're effective. They work. You know, they've worked for me and I'm going to keep them up because I need the high flashes to go all the way away. And if this does it, that would be amazing.